0: Hello and welcome to this talk from Hersham Baptist Church. My name is Heather and it's my great pleasure to be speaking to you this morning. And today is the second in our series looking at the book of Daniel. Daniel is one of the prophets in the Old Testament. And we believe that there are some great things that we have to learn from the life of Daniel and the circumstances in which he was living. So last week, Phil started off our series by introducing us to this remarkable young man, Daniel, and he gave us a great introduction to Daniel's captive life in Babylon in the service of King Nebuchadnezzar. We saw how Daniel and his three fellow young Israelite men refused to defile themselves by eating food from the king's table. Such was their commitment to honour God even in a hostile and foreign land. And instead, Daniel trusted that God would sustain and strengthen them on vegetables alone. And God did just that. In fact, the four Israelite men looked healthier and better nourished than any of the other men who were also being trained up in the king's service. And God blessed them, each with knowledge and understanding. And Phil gave us three R's to remember last week, some of the lessons that we can learn from Daniel's life. They were first uh, to recognise that God is in control, to resolve to follow him no matter what the circumstances, and thirdly, that then we will be able to receive God's blessing both for us and for those around us. And that's where we're going to pick up this week in chapter two of the book of Daniel. In this chapter, we're going to dig deeper into how when we do those first two things, when we recognise who God is and resolve to follow him, then we will be able to receive God's blessing for us and for those around us. Phil touched last week on the spiritual gifts that God had given to the four men and in particular to Daniel. He gave the gift of understanding, dreams and visions. And this week, we're going to see what Daniel does with that gift. So before we get into the story, here is our lunchtime summary. God can bless others through us. God can bless others through us. In other words, when we recognise just how powerful God is and resolve to follow him, then God will use us to demonstrate his power to the world around us. And so we're going to read from Daniel chapter two. I'm not going to read the whole of the chapter. It's very long. And we're actually going to miss out the substance of the dream itself, not because it isn't important, um, but because actually today we want to focus particularly on Daniel's response and his relationship with God in this passage. So I'm going to read from Daniel chapter 2. Read along if you can. We're going to start at verse 1. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king, May the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will interpret it. The king replied to the astrologers, This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what the dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Once more they replied, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will interpret it. Then the king answered, I am certain that you are trying to gain time because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is only one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream, and I will know that you can interpret it for me. The astrologers answered the king, There's no one on earth who can do what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer, what the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods and they don't live among humans. This made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death. And men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death too. When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went into the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends Hananiah Mishael and Azariah he urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon during the night the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision then Daniel praised God and said, praise be the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells in him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king and I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel at once to the king and said, I found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. The king asked Daniel, Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you were lying in bed are these. And then we get the details of the dream and I'd highly recommend you go and have a read of them later on. But let's look now down to verse 46 for Nebuchadnezzar's response. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honour and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and the revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego chief ministers over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. So let's just summarise what we see going on here. The king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, has had a troubling dream and is demanding an interpretation from any wise man who can give it to him. But Nebuchadnezzar is smart enough to cotton on to the fact that if he tells these men what the dream was, they could make up any old story and say it was the correct interpretation. But he's not interested in being fobbed off with ear-tickling words. The dream had clearly troubled him enough to want to be sure that he understood its proper meaning. And so he sets this additional test for the wise men to first tell him what the dream was. That way, he could be sure of the genuineness of their interpretation. And he was so determined to get his way that he issues this threat of a gruesome death if they can't comply. The astrologers, perhaps understandably, uh, feel that this is a, a little bit of an unreasonable demand and claim quite astutely, but no one on earth can reveal what the dream itself was except the gods. And so enters Daniel. And we're going to look this morning at how he responds. And we're going to use our three R's to help us. So firstly, Daniel recognises just how powerful God is. Daniel does not doubt for a moment that God knows the details and the interpretation of the king's dream and that he can use Daniel to reveal them. We see this in how calmly Daniel approaches Arioch to ask to speak to the king for the time to interpret the dream. He's confident that God can bring the interpretation of the dream or he wouldn't have gone to speak to the king in the first place. So where does this confidence in God's power come from? How does Daniel recognize how powerful God is? Well, the answer I suggest is revealed in some of the words that Daniel uses when he's responding to God, having received the interpretation. In verses 20 to 23 of the chapter we've just read, we get this kind of song of praise to God from Daniel. And in it, he's clearly referring to things he knows to be true of God, things he's, he's known about God from the past. He says, wisdom and power are yours. He says, God reveals the deep and hidden things. He deposes kings and raises up others. You see, we see here that Daniel is a man who knows God, who spent time with God, who has learned about God and how God has dealt with his people throughout history. These words has studied The word of God. And that has built up Daniel's faith. As Daniel has seen how Daniel has, how God has dealt with his people in the past, it gives him the faith to believe he can do it again. And this actually reminds me of Paul's words in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, when Paul says, So then faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our faith grows as we read the Bible and as we hear its words read and taught. You might feel sometimes like every message is read your Bible more, but that's because it has, it's such a crucial part of how our faith grows. The Bible tells us about God. It tells us what God has done in the past and what he wants to do in the future and it gives us gives us that faith to believe that God will continue to act in the way that we have already seen him act it gives us faith in him so firstly then Daniel knows that God has the power to interpret the dream he's spent time with God and he knows what God is able to do but more than that Daniel believes that God can and wants to reveal the meaning of this dream through him. In other words, God wants to demonstrate his power through Daniel. Daniel grasped that God had given him the supernatural gift of understanding visions and dreams. God had shared his power with Daniel so that he could be glorified. And actually, Jesus says the same is true of his followers. We read these words in John chapter 14 and verses 12 to 14. Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, raising the dead, healing the sick, opening the eyes of the blind, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Let's just think about that for a moment. Jesus has enabled those who believe in us, in in him, that's us, the church, to perform the works that he did and even greater miracles so that God may be glorified not to say that each one of us will necessarily be used to heal the sick or interpret dreams the bible makes it clear that different gifts are distributed amongst the body amongst the church but nevertheless we should expect to see these things being used in the church this is how jesus carried out his ministry if you read any of the gospels cover to cover i'd recommend mark it's the shortest you will see this pattern in jesus's own ministry He demonstrates God's power by performing miracles and he teaches the people the good news about God and they believe. The teaching and the demonstration of God's power support one another and lead to God being glorified and people putting their faith in him. And in Daniel, we see someone who understood this. He he understood that God had given him a gift to use In order that God may be glorified and he was willing to use it. So Daniel recognised God's power. Secondly then, Daniel resolves to follow God and to use the gift that he has been given. He does this in three ways. Firstly, Daniel asks Nebuchadnezzar for the time to interpret the dream. Why is this a big deal? Well, Let's not forget that this is a king who despises God and God's people. He's just besieged Jerusalem, desecrated the temple of God and carried articles from it back to Babylon. Moreover, he's a violent and angry man, unafraid to order the widespread slaughter of men who displease him. Would you voluntarily walk into his presence? But Daniel does. Daniel has such Faith, upon hearing about the problem that God will answer and he can use him to do so that he confidently approaches the king to ask the time to seek God for the interpretation. Daniel's faith in God's power, his recognition of God's power leads to courage. A few weeks back, we looked at the story of Jesus calming the storm and that we saw that Jesus rebuked his disciples for having such little faith. Their little faith in Jesus' ability to save them manifested in great fear on the part of the disciples. Because there is a link between faith and courage. Daniel has courage because he has great faith in God. Secondly, we see that Daniel uh, resolves to follow God by not trying to go it alone. He seeks all the help he can. Daniel asks his friends to help him. He goes straight to his three fellow Israelites and urges them to plead for mercy from God concerning this mystery so that they won't be executed. Daniel, in effect, goes to the only fellow believers around him, his church, if you like, and asks them, to pray and to support him in this challenge he is facing. He understood that community is a huge part of the life that God has called us to. And Jesus talks about this as well. Jesus has called us to be part of a body, his body, the church, that we may love, encourage and support one another. We're not meant to try and follow Jesus on our own. Paul says these words in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. This is from the message translation. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters, that's fellow believers. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. You see, what Paul's saying here is it's it's okay, in fact, it's good to ask for help. We're meant within the church to support one another. That's why God has put his children in churches. And Daniel saw this. He went to his community of believers to ask for help. And finally, Daniel resolves to follow God by faithfully delivering the message to Nebuchadnezzar. And this is another example of his courage. The interpretation that Daniel is about to give to the king is basically that however mighty you might think your kingdom is right now in a few generations time a kingdom is coming a kingdom which God will set up that will crush all the others and will never be destroyed. And that kingdom of God of course speaks of Jesus and the eternal kingdom of heaven. Now Nebuchadnezzar does not like the people of God he doesn't worship God. Daniel may as well be saying You think that you've just won one over on the people of God uh, by uh, besieging Jerusalem, but you just wait and see. A time is coming when God's kingdom will crush all the others and it will never be destroyed. It must have taken a lot of courage to speak these words to Nebuchadnezzar, especially knowing how easily the king, king could resort to violence. This says so much about Daniel's faith in God. His faith in God has grown so much that he has such great courage. He's learned to hear and discern God's voice. And I was just reflecting on an example actually from my own life about this. Uh, In the last couple of years, I've been attending a kind of a training academy for church leadership, learning about theology and working within the church. And I have felt uh, particularly stirred by God and encouraged to seek him for prophetic words, to speak over people when I'm praying for them, for words of knowledge that speak into their life. And these are some of the gifts of the spirit that we read about in the Bible and by God's grace, He has given me some words, but I remember the the first couple of times God gave me just one word on each occasion. That was all, and I had absolutely no idea if I'd heard correctly from God or not. But because I was in a safe environment, I was in a, a training academy. Uh, no one was uh, going to be cross or upset if I got it wrong. I thought, well, I should let's try. I'll try and be obedient to that one word. I. I feel that God may have given me. And on one occasion, I shared this one word with a woman and her reaction was so stark, it really took me by surprise. She kind of bent over, she was crying. She was so clearly touched by God that, that God had obviously spoken a word that had cut right to her heart. And in that moment, I knew, well, I think that's the confirmation I'd heard from God correctly. But until that moment, I had no idea if I got it right. And yet Daniel, Daniel's faith, his knowledge and understanding of God was so great that he knew even before he shared it with Nebuchadnezzar that it was right, that he'd heard from God. And that gave him the courage to go into a very dangerous situation before a violent king and to, and to share the interpretation of the dream with him. And I just find that so inspiring to have such great faith, such great courage to be able to do that. And I wonder how much quicker we would all be to share words and pictures and the gifts that God has given us with others if we had that kind of faith. Daniel has resolved to follow God, to do what he felt called to do, no matter how scary a situation it might seem. And these two things, this uh, recognition of God's power and this resolving to do what he felt God had given him to do, resulted in the third point of Daniel receiving God's blessing. He received God's blessing for himself and for those around him. And as a result of Daniel's faith and his courage, as a result of him recognising God's power and resolving to to use the gifts that God had given him, he prevents the massacre of himself, of his friends and of the rest of the wise men of Babylon. And I think there is such a profound lesson in there. If we can get our heads around this, if we can learn to do those first two things, recognise God's power and resolve to use what he's given us, then we will receive from God all that he longs to give us and it could have tremendous consequences for those around us. If we receive the supernatural gifts that God longs to give us so that we can do even greater things than Jesus himself did on earth, just imagine what our society would look like. Daniel was just one man exercising one particular gift and lives were saved and God was glorified. Imagine if we all as followers of Jesus recognised the power God wants to share with each of us through his gifts, resolved to follow him and use them. Imagine what, what we might receive to bless others. Daniel's life is so encouraging. And finally, a bonus R, if you like, we see Daniel's response to God, just something of his heart for God revealed. Daniel's priority in all of this is not his own glory, but God's glory. He doesn't even rush to tell Nebuchadnezzar the meaning of the dream once he's received it. He stops, he pauses, and first praises God. We read the words of that that song of praise, if you like, in the middle. He does that before he even goes to Nebuchadnezzar. His priority was God's glory. And even more than that, when he does go and speak to Nebuchadnezzar and shares the interpretation, he starts off by saying that this mystery has been revealed by God. No man could understand it. Again, he gives all the glory, all the credit to God. And that seems to influence King Nebuchadnezzar's own response to the revealing of the dream. And he prostrates himself, it says, before Daniel and effectively glorifies God himself. By remaining faithful to God, by glorifying him, Daniel ensures that God is given the the due glory from this situation And it strikes me and challenges me that how good are we as followers of Jesus, even when uh, God's gifts are manifested through us, even when the fruit of the spirit, the things that are good about our lives are revealed through us. How good are we at saying that's God, that's God at work in and through me? Because if we don't give God the glory from the good that he does in and through our lives, then how will other people see that it is God at work. How will God be glorified? And again, I just find this a challenge. So I want to finish just with a a few points of application on how we might respond. Firstly, we need to recognise the power of God. Read the Bible, study it, listen to it being read, listen to good teaching. Recognise where God has already worked in your life, in the lives of those you know, in the lives of those in the Bible. Practice thankfulness, Begin to recognise God working in your life and in the world as a whole and then recognise the role that God has for you to play. That he wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit, to give you gifts so that you may be empowered to carry on Jesus' mission here on earth together with the rest of the church. Recognise the power of God. Secondly, resolve to follow Jesus wherever and whatever that may involve. Seek support from fellow believers. Pray for one another. Encourage one another in your journey. Why not find another Christian who you can be open and honest with? Share with them your struggles, your hopes and your dreams and pray for one another. Pray that God may use you to bless others. And thirdly, receive what God has to give you. Believe that he wants to use you to do great things for his kingdom and receive what he has for you and then faithfully use it to glorify him. If your heart has been stirred by some of these things today, if you long to be used by God like Daniel and you sense God wanting you to step out in your faith in some way, then receive the gift that God has made available to you. God wants to give good gifts to his children, to bless them and to bless others. And finally, respond to what God has done in your life by giving him the glory. Where has God been at work in your life recently? Why not tell someone else about it and start to get into the habit of doing so regularly that God be glorified in your life? And so uh, we're gonna finish just with a prayer before we sing some songs of response. Father, we wanna thank you, Lord, that you are a God of power. And not only that, but Lord, you long to share your power with us that through us, you may bless the world around us. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to recognize who you are, to resolve, to follow you, to receive all that you long to give us. Lord, to receive it that others may be blessed. Lord, help us to deepen our faith, that our courage may grow. And Lord, that we may step out in faith to glorify your holy name.